0: We had to work in twos, we increased the, the night shift, we increased more people on the rib uh, to make sure we don't lose him.
1: Hello and welcome to Marathon Swim Stories. I'm marathon swimmer and coach, Shannon Keegan. Today we get to hear from someone who's found a knack for organizing huge teams to support ultra-endurance marathon swimmers. It was months ago that I spoke to Gordon Bouja, Maltese resident and friend of Neil Ajuice. He insisted that I release Neil's episode first, but today I hope you enjoy hearing Gordon Bouges' Marathon Swim Support Story. So, thank you so much for being my guest today, Gordon. I'm so excited that, A, that you reached out to me in the first place. It was wonderful to find out what's going on over there in Malta. And um, I am just thrilled to be able to talk to you today. So tell me
0: uh, uh, <laughs> I'm happy to be here. It's been, it's been long coming. So yeah. I guess uh, it, you, you pushed me into it. So
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. First off, tell me, um, how do I pronounce your last name?
0: <laughs> it's Bugea, Bugea, But I guess, uh, don't worry about it. Gordon is more than fine. So it's Puja. <laughs> okay. I'll it's, do a, my best. It's, a, it's a Maltese Maltese.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll do my best. <laughs> no promises, though.
0: No, <laughs> in, in, don't stress. Cool. Then I think it's much easier than. Uh, so don't in, worry about the it. The
1: Bujaya. Okay.
0: Bujaya. Yeah, see, yes. Perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So tell me, Gordon, what's your story? I mean, there's so many things I want to get into, but tell just just start telling us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll see where you take me.
0: <laughs> well, uh, Gordon, I'm a Maltese uh, local. Uh, I'm 45 years old, and I am married. I have an eight-year-old son who is a passionate swimmer, also. So oh, cool. yes, I think I think that's in a nutshell. Who I am uh, as a person. So I guess you're more interested Are, now on what? the on the swimming no, side. I'm of interested
1: in you, in you, and you. Are you? Um, okay. Were you a swimmer at all yourself? Um,
0: no, I come from many different backgrounds of sports. Uh, basically, uh, I started um, athletics. I used to do pole uh, I think when I was much younger. Uh, definitely was great fun to learn a new sport as Povolt. Uh, unfortunately, due to uh, dislocation of a shoulder, I had wow. to move away from polo, And I took squash very seriously. And I also represented Malta in the eight years of playing squash quite intensively, wow. uh, which was great fun also, definitely. It's a sport that gives you quite a lot in a very short period of time, and uh, as always, I always like to try new things. So next was sailing. Uh, um, I was quite passionate on sailing. Also, I'm doing squash, and I took quite sailing seriously with offshore sailing. A lot, quite a lot of racing, and. Uh, Boat uh, and also one design sailing, so I went to world championships to part in offshore, um, famous offshore races. So yeah, uh, had my share quite, quite a lot of share of time on the water, which was uh, fantastic. Um, so always a passionate of the sea. I'm a diving instructor also as one of my things I did when I was young, and um, so always was a uh, fascinated by by the sea. I never took swimming seriously. And then I did a couple of marathons also after sailing. And uh, I said, after uh, three attempts at the half marathon, I said, I should try swimming. And the, one of the local uh, most famous swims is across the channel between the two, about 6K. And uh, there is where I had a long chat with Neil. And I told him, Neil, it's time to get myself uh, swimming, and in a year, I think, in an a year and a half, I swam the six k uh, in a decent time, over about two hours. So it was quite, quite uh, su- for me successful, and gave me the thrill I wanted through uh, swimming.
1: So you met Neil? Um How did uh,
0: you initially? No, no. Initially, I met Neil through my son Zach. He started swimming with Neil when Zach was six months six months old, and he's been uh, swimming with Neil since since that age. So he's eight now. In the last uh, year, he joined the elite squad of Neil's school and. Mm-hmm. This year, he's attempting his first challenge of swimming at 2.2 open water swim. So uh, we're looking forward to it in September. Once okay. again, it's all in aid of uh, awareness on using single-use plastic. This is what um, sort of me is focusing and uh, Zach, uh, my son, and while... To all the hours of planning, the knee swim, and that said, I said I want to do my own challenge, and uh, here we are training six weeks uh, to go, and it's we're looking forward to it. So um, quite uh, a follow up also in Malta, and hopefully we'll continue uh, picking cleaning up our uh, our beaches and rock, and trying to influence people using. The- will use plastic, so that's a that's a mission. All
1: right, <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so fantastic. Um, and it's I mean, it's such a big challenge. Uh, I wish we could get do it. At, get to the source. Make the corporations not put yeah, the plastics maybe. out. Right, <laughs> then we wouldn't have to pick them up.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. And this is sort of while wave of change uh, foundation always supports cleanup is trying to pass on the message how how at least every family every household can go through the through their usage and find a couple of items that can be and taken off from their shopping list from uh, of being single use if it's a shampoo if it's a liquid soap if it's water if it's something to reduce the amount and teaching also what to dispose in the um sort of uh, and the uh biogradable um, trash because not everything is is being it's being selected in the right bag and it's being and then uh you reuse to in, in another way so it's all about teaching and this is where sort of wave of change is pushing in more time with also education
1: yeah i love i love that and i love that your son wants to get in wants to get involved and do his own uh swing yeah <laughs> that's really neat
0: and and that's what i sort of i think is all about awareness and if uh, And as parents, it was a quite uh, hard, sort of a mixed decision. Do we uh, support, are we pushing too much by letting this sort of a bit of more uh, sort of coverage from the newspaper and journalists, is he at the right age of um, sort of being on the spotlight? But Mm. until the message is all about uh, trying to reduce single plastic as both uh, parents were supporting that. So he knows he can stop whenever he wants Uh, during his challenge. There is no meant, it's just let's have fun and try to pass the message.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic, Gordon. Good job, dad.
0: (laughs) Thank you. It's both parents, not not me only. And it's all about him until he's enjoying it. So God bless him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit how. So you were, you met Neil through your son's school when he was six months old. Exactly. And he's been swimming with him for all that time. How did how did you end up getting into this um, kind of support role? For so you? Uh, so
0: as 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 during your last um, sort of chat with Neil, Neil has done now uh, four challenges. Uh, so when he was going to do around Malta, which was a seven-day, which was uh, now I think four years ago. Um, he asked me to be a support rib driver, so I just was a rib driver on that um, occasion, and immediately uh, sort of the core team was established, which was Neil and his, his partner, which Lara is I think they do the challenges all together. They're always together. She's she's always awake with him. So trust me, uh, I'm sure Neil, if you get the chance, will tell you all about the support he gets from his partner. And so and few other people started gelling from that. After that, I was also involved into the short distance uh, record-breaking goals of going around the island of Gozo, which he managed in 10 hours, you know, 37k. So. Uh, it was also short, but dense. And after that, uh, he told me, uh, I'm planning to do Sicily Murta. And I told him, cool. I told him, surely I'm part of it. And I guess six months, um, six months before the Sicily in we were having a chat at the pool. I told him, so how is your organization going about Sicily Murta? And as a relaxed person as Nina I said, well, "Not much, I guess. we Will be the same people go to Sicily? I jump in the water and come back." I told him, "What?" I told him, "Well, <laughs> I guess you need a permit to cross. Uh, you know, a busy, a busy shipping lane. We need to do a notice to mariners. I guess we need to get a doctor with us and uh, and study the weather and make sure we are, you know, get some." Oh, he said. Oh, it takes more than that. I told him, and and he, he sort of said, it looks, you know, more than me, what it takes to do uh, a 20, more than a 24-hour swim. I told him, yeah, I told him, if you're, you're going for a 100K swim, it takes more than a rib, a couple of snacks on the boat. And let's go. So from there, without any further uh Further discussions, I took all the role and uh, I became sort of being principal and uh, organized uh, the Sicilian water swim. And I guess from there, uh, we've been working and improving also and uh, swim off this way.
1: Yeah. The- that's it's a it's a beautiful um i want to say we're going to say marriage but you know what i mean like just the relationship between you and neil that i mean that he is the relaxed person that's able to just go out there and swim but you do as a person who's prefers just the swimming i need that guy that's going to be planning it for me where
0: they where they if there is two people who are different i'm north is south yeah (laughs) relaxed person in the world and I guess it's one of his main s- skills and talents. While he is an amazing stroke, he has an amazing stroke, and all he can really focus his mind on what he's doing on the day, and let's let the team uh, focus on the rest. So, and I'm um, I'm the planner, I'm the risk assessment guy, I'm on the other side of the food room to say uh, whenever. He decides something I'm the first guy to say no this is too much this is etc and then he keeps on talking about it and after two weeks, two weeks of convincing him I don't think it's a good idea and then I say okay if you really want I will make it happen and then <laughs> I, I change the focus and make it happen so there's always the first couple of weeks of uh, I think we can find a better solution etc so it's and once once I put my head in it and say, "Okay, Neil, if you really want to do it, and this is what you really want to swim, then let's make it happen." So, mm-hmm. And then it takes anywhere between, I guess a solid six months working on it to make it happen.
1: So, yeah, yeah. so tell me, let's talk a little bit more about how you got the experience and I guess to to know, to like make the recommendations about so was that from your sailing experience okay. mostly? <laughs> um,
0: as I said, I was very active in different campaigns, so mm-hmm. I had like 15 tough offshore racing where it took quite a lot on preparing the boat, getting the team together, and I've always been been put into that task of project management. Well, that's my professional life is. Uh, specialist so I always running projects one after the other so it's always it's been all my life planning uh, projects and um, together I I also did three expeditions mountaineering also in my life so I also plan those so my experience always been how to plan get people together choose the right team and mm-hmm. get, get from a play play uh, from A to B so it's always uh, and the team is all everything. So, yeah, that's, absolutely. As Neil says, says, uh, when I walk up the beach after uh, I finish a race, we're walking up as a team, not walking alone, and uh, we all respect how much he believes in the team around him. And as all, um, I think, maritime swimmers, they all they all appreciate what team is behind them and how much work it takes for them to get from to To do what I like to do, so yeah. and for me, it's always that is the challenge, you know. In those six months, uh, we were this time a team of twenty three people, so all voluntary, all all committing. Uh, every time I ask for a video call, I ask for something. They're all there, uh, giving their utmost, giving their feedback, and uh, th- it is. It is amazing how twenty-five different cycles of life all come together for one for one to just be part of it. And yeah, it's amazing. I, I believe uh, we are honoured to be part of it. You know, and uh, this time uh, just going for a world world record and swim was 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 just unbelievable. So. It's, it takes an athlete, but it takes also a team behind the athletes to make it successful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to, I want to dig a little into your your project management skills. Do you think that's something, obviously you've honed it in all different, um, different uh, capacities with mountaineering, sailing, offshore racing, all this stuff is that something is that a skill that you think that you um were kind of born with or is that something that that you like developed
0: <laughs> I think I think it's I've been born with it both mm-hmm. my sister and my father are quite uh great project managers both mm-hmm. in their different lifestyle um uh, my my father sp- spent 25 years or so as uh, in the police force so he always was a leader and uh and running uh, squads. So, and I guess it's been passed uh, on generation after yeah. generation. Yeah. So uh, it's. I think. I think it's uh, it's something which I love doing. Uh, okay. I've been doing it as a professional. I, if it's from uh, opening retail stores, uh, doing startups. Changing so everything is uh, for me as a project. It gives me a challenge. It gives mm. me a buzz, and uh, and uh, even my, my sports life has always been a project. I want to achieve A. I need to do achieve B. I achieve it and then move to the next. So you know, yeah. it's always the same. I I did the offshore race and more, the the Rolex with the Z race fifteen times until I won it. So when I won it, then what's next? next? <laughs> Okay, let's try to do a half marathon under two hours and then uh, let's try to swim. So it's always been, what's next? What's gonna drive me to the next, you know, to wake up in the morning, train, uh, wake up at five, and do the next thing, eat healthy, go to the gym, whatever it is, it's always uh, something that always pushes me to the next, uh, Mm -hmm. the next uh, great thing. So yeah. yeah and my son is almost the same so <laughs> my wife is not very happy about it so he's still eight he's already going side and swimming what he's going to do when he's 18 you're going to make him crazy so yeah so it's a bit but it's so, just such a buzz you know this is what i think we're uh we, we, we we're part of it yeah you know yeah. we're just my it's friends, a, some of them say, you get goldenized you know, after yeah. a bit when you spend some time with me, you get a bit of a gordonized. Uh, uh, I need to I hang out it.
1: with you more then. <laughs> 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 I think it's good It's good to know that about yourself, though, because then you can play to that strength and you can keep doing the projects and you get the buzz versus if you just don't know or I don't know. I think it's fantastic. And that's good that your son maybe can recognize that about himself. and. Yeah. Um, and leverage it however hopefully.
0: he chooses. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he doesn't hear this recording, so he <laughs> to have fun.
1: Yeah, he'll have fun. He's a kid. Yeah, um, so talk to me about building a team. What What have you kind of learned over the years so that you could get just the right team for this world record attempt?
0: Um, I think for this world record attempt, it was a very tough route, which was as, as much, I'm not sure if you follow the media. The original 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 route was to swim between Africa and Europe, Tunisia and Sicily. So yeah. it is definitely one in Emily, an epic swim. It has millions of challenges to to just start with, you know. It's far away from our uh, local waters. It was, it's about 48 hours of sailing away. So it had to be quite, we had to be quite self Uh We're crossing one of the busiest um, shipping lanes, uh, two massive uh, shipping, uh, fishing uh, reefs that it's very popular for um, trawling. So uh, th- the first thing I did is I did a PowerPoint presentation to Neil with all the challenges this one uh, put in. And from there, I started building uh, who we should need on the team. So to tackle all these um, different challenges. And so we ended up this time going on this mission sort of with 23 crew. I think 11 are the core crew, which and sort of are crucial to be on the boat and the others are all amazing people who join with their different skill sets and form part of the team and uh, to, to go six days 23 crew we needed uh, we were going to be four sailing boats and uh, uh, 10 meter rigid uh, rib with two twin engines to do the big uh, which is the main support vehicle that Neil enjoys. I Most swimmers use a kayak but mm. Neil always so far we have worked with having uh, a rigid rib uh, close to him which is very challenging for the driver to drive mm. a yeah. rib one meter away from the swimmer but yeah. uh, it gives it gives flexibility, it gives a bigger team to be around him. Uh, the, the core team on a boat is always having a motivator, the feeder, the driver. Uh, usually we have also an observer and sort of, and all a doctor will come on the board, check, a change. So it's always quite uh quite a team always around Neil and uh, looking uh, Lara, his partner is always looking eye to eye. I think in the 52 hours of the world record swim, if she slept for three hours max, or if she left his eye to eye contact for three hours, wow. I'm, asking, I'm saying it's a lot. So yeah. uh, it's, it's unbelievable. The connection they have is unbelievable. And uh, she has definitely a big percentage of success in the story of Neil is her connection with him and the drive and the way she speaks to him and she takes him to when he's in bad places and how she manages to get him out. So it's incredible. Then then you need all the rest of the crew. If it's his nutrition uh, nutritionist who's preparing his shakes, he, he stops every 28 minutes and he has a menu. This year we put in also... Uh, there was a mix of a shake, then a, uh, And every four hours, we we're also giving him some pasta. Uh, due to the long hours, uh, we wanted to give him some solid food so that it doesn't get too cold. The Mediterranean Sea is still a bit cold at uh, this time of the year. So we had all, all his organs working and warm. So. Even after six o'clock in the evening, we all uh, change the nutrition into warm drinks or warm food to keep him also uh, warm and as much as possible lucid and liquid to continue swimming. Which, as we all know, after the 30-hour uh, mark, he starts. He uh, starts sort of any anybody, any human starts struggling with uh, sleep deprivation. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so that's how sort of I build the team. My crucial sort of, there are a few team members which sort of there is always I, I want to have with me which is the navigator which is crucial for me is mm-hmm. the guy who's sort of going to plan the course and uh, he's the guy who I sailed many many miles and we have uh, a lot of experience uh, together we worked also three years together in an office so uh, just looking eye to eye and I understand when he's ready to take a bold move or he's taking a semi-risky move. So mm. it's crucial to have certain key roles which I can trust just looking you know, sort of at them and taking decision. The same thing with the doctor, who was also a very, uh, very good sailor, good to have, uh, again, the m- multiple miles. Uh, with them, with her as also, and she, she, it's the way sort of certain areas. Even when we're planning evacuation plans, we're planning uh, scenario B, A, C, whatever it takes. All the different uh, uh, stuff. We always have someone I can rely that she has experience of medicating on on sea, um, open sea, both in con weather and not not weather. Both both for need and another 25 crew so and uh, you always have to keep in mind that might need not hurt and any other of the crew might slip and hit a toe with a with a cleat with a so because uh, you know sailing boats all have different ropes and cleats running everywhere so yep. you need you need to support the crew as much as the uh the the knee itself you know mm-hmm. so we we had over six months. We had different scenarios to help about me in every thing possible. You can happen from a shark attack to a simple amount of jellyfish to to a blocked nose to uh, anything you can imagine. Uh, we tried to have a different, and then anything to do with the crew, up to a two take. If you have a two yeah. yeah. <laughs> take, what you can do? Yeah, yeah. So many hour, hours away from each other. So. We ended up going with uh, three doctors this time, which, which specialize in different areas, and we were quite self-sufficient to arrive anywhere we want. Yeah, considering we were at least uh, ten hours away from any sort of um, close uh, environment, so, um, so it's great to have oh, yeah. the right people with you. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you so you three doctors, did you only have one navigator?
0: So Maya, who's the principal doctor was or can support David, who she is his partner as a navigator. Mm-hmm. And I am sort of, um, yes, we had one main navigator, which I think together, we took quite a bold um, sort of uh, move this year because Uh, Neil at the first after the first 15 hours, uh, he was fighting too much the current, and we had to sort of take a bold decision and and increase the the distance to uh, to the finish and uh, just relieve a bit the current and at least gain uh, towards Malta. So one in the morning of the event, we. Our all, all routes we were uh, plotting on the charts were showing us an additional 70 hours, which we knew Neil already swimming 15 could have. It's impossible to do. So we had to keep it in the 50-55 hour that I know Neil trained uh, both mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we had to take quite a big gamble and it turned out to be the right one. We didn't end up uh, finishing in Malta, but we ended up finishing in Gozo, which mm-hmm. is a small island uh, close to Malta. Which, uh, while it wasn't the designated uh, route, it was the only route that Mother Nature uh, let us to do on the mm-hmm. day. So uh, it was a or it has been a very tough uh, time. Uh, the weather window opened on. Uh, on the 24th of June. And we had till the end of July as a team. All the team of 25 people were on standby. Mm-hmm. So they all put their lives on standby for Neil. Mm-hmm. And even Neil's um, training was scheduled for this uh, weather window. And a week before the weather window opened, a huge heat wave uh, started in the Mediterranean. And mm-hmm. from there, there was a huge um, Unstability of weather in the Mediterranean, which made us, by the second weather forecast we received from our weather routers from America, um, showed that the Tunisia Sicily swim wasn't going to happen. Mm. It was quite a tough, tough, uh, um, tough, tough call to take, first of all, yeah. to tell Neil that after six months of hard work, and I'm telling you, really hard work to just yeah. even get a permit to start from Tunisia. And I, I wish to thank all the support we got from the local authorities to COVID issues and mm. the, thing, the European Union, so many different things, and the, oh, yeah. the planning we did, and to going to Plan B. So, and Plan B had to come into action in two days. So, wow. whatever we plan. So yes, it was a long night with local authorities to plan everything for what was taken six months. So definitely it was a big call. David had to sort of hold it and I had to take the final decision with Neil. But uh, this is what um, sort of when you're the right team, you take the right decisions and, uh, and we had to go for it. Was it the right swim to do? It was going to be very difficult. The weather, the weather forecast wasn't ideal for a swim, but was the best we had in the weather window we planned. So, Neil, as a guy, he is, he says, "If this is what Mother Nature gave me, so let's go for it." So, and yeah, it's incredible. So, definitely, the guy has more than uh, 125k in 52 hours, and I'm sure one day or another he will impress all of us. By doing a much longer swim, uh, but <laughs> <Good one. laughs> the guy is the guy is a legend. So yeah, and he starts swimming in never stops. So that's uh, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's amazing to me though too. How flexible you guys were able to be. I mean, I saw that change in the course, and I was just like, I was like, I knew we'd spend a little time talking about it. Um, but did I understand correctly that even like once you got going, you said that after 15 hours, Neil was just heading into the current. And it was too strong. So you even had to it, reroute. It was.
0: And we had to do a sort of a, re- we we had to re-relieve a bit to gain uh, what we call in sailing, it's BMG, uh, velocity made good to where you want to finish. So uh-huh. we had to start doing something to get closer to land because, and then hope, uh, things move when you get closer to land, but um, so at the at board, the decision had to be taken. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if not, uh, the guy. what for, for the first um, sort of fifteen hours, he did thirty k. Where usually in eleven, he's doing the forty k. He 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 averages about three k an hour.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Is what 3.2 three point two, three point three point four. So there is anything between three and three point four. So there were points in 28 minutes, he did 600 meters, uh, you know, so yeah. it was, it, it was brutal, it was brutal to see him, but the guy just kept on swimming, swimming, but then we had to take a tough decision is to how we're going to try to gain that. So the current was still against him, but at least at least we're still making some gains. And instead of 600 meters, we're doing 1.3 then every, uh, every 1.5, 1.6 uh, in, in uh, 28 minutes. So it started looking good. And from there, uh, we started making gum. Uh Then, tough. The first night was all right. We planned that we start the swim at six o'clock in the evening so that the first night is still very fresh. And we knew if we get him through the second night, keep him focused, keep him uh, warm, keep him uh, sort of not too much uh, hallucinating, you know, seeing things which he was, trust me. Uh,
1: Yes, (laughs) I (laughs) believe
0: it. I leave it up to him to tell you what he was saying. But uh, one thing, when I remember when I wrote, I read the book of Diane Nath, who did from, from Cuba to Kiwi, she said she was seeing Taj Mahal. And when we were discussing it, Neil and myself, said, I told him after like, and she swam for 53 hours. I thought at one point, she was telling the crew, why are you taking me to the Taj Mahal? Why are you taking you to the Taj Mahal? And he was saying, when I was talking, and I read the paragraph for and I told him she was seeing the Taj Mahal, he said, how can it be? And at the moment from, from the sea, he told me, I'm saying I'm not saying the taj mahal, but I'm saying other things. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he he definitely understands now how how things. But you see the team; they all had different moments with him. We had a few people who jumped uh, and swam a few a few pieces with him, even for thirty minutes because they couldn't keep up with him even at <laughs> at that time. But he was still swimming quite strong. But just give him that confidence that there is nothing in the sea. Uh, yeah. Doctors were talking to him and giving him that comfort. Lara was always there to get him out of these dark places. So the second night was really, really crucial how to and um, sort of support him. The drivers, me and the drivers, had a very difficult uh, task to keep him close to the boat, uh, keep him focused. He was going certain, and um, sometimes were was just drifting away from the boat. Yeah, so we yeah. had to call him, uh, keep him in check. He had only a flick, uh, flickery light attached to his swimming suit. So it's very hard to see him at night. So even as a driver, seeing that light, red light going uh, on and off like, yeah. for all those yeah. hours, you start seeing, uh, I start yeah. seeing <laughs> myself. So yeah. we had to work in twos. We increased the the night shift, we increase more people on the rib and uh, to make sure we don't lose him. So, but, and he was struggling, I guess. I remember at four o'clock or three o'clock, he was saying when it's sun, sunrise, when I'm arriving, feeling cold, and we just, Lara had to keep and told him it's only six speeds away to sunrise. Mm-hmm. Just focus on that. Don't focus on your that. Once the sun is here, the energy will come back and that's it, and we just kept him and um, sort of focus on his feeds on uh, because that's how he trains always so he knows uh he can go into that um, sort of meditation of his where he goes okay six weeks to go and that's it so uh once sun the sun came up uh, we started making more gain and, and the seas were a bit more calmer and uh, and Then he was asking a lot of questions. We're still very backwards, we didn't do 100k yet, so it was very challenging. There, when mm. David and I also had to call, definitely we're going to stop in Gozo, not Malta anymore. And we had to find a place, yeah, in Gozo, which breaks the record because yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> on the fly,
0: <laughs> on the fly. So, I think we measured 100 times and the. And if we, if you see a photos of Gozo where we finish, it's all hundred meters. So we there were like two or three places where there was a beach between these clips. So we really had to get it right wow. where to finish, and break, and we only broke the record by just one k. So we had to <laughs> find somewhere to finish, and uh, <laughs> so so many. After many calculations, we we told Neil that we were finishing in Ginchlandy in Gozo and by how much we were breaking the record, he he wasn't very happy with us. (laughs) Without without him, you can't see what we are seeing and the times we're seeing. I told him, please trust us that this is the best you can do on the day. And he he sort of said, yes, I'm fine. At that time he had um, sort of uh, not, uh, 40k to go, he split them into feet. That was 10 feet. And he just put his head down and continued swimming. And this guy is, that's what he does best. And yeah. uh, the rest is, is, you know, story. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, what time of night did he finish in Goza?
0: If I record, about 10 o'clock, which okay. was going into the, the third tonight, which wasn't very yeah. ideal.
1: Right.
0: Uh, you can imagine once again he was saying things I yeah. think the 1K before was saying why there is a wall in front of me and why <laughs> I can't climb this wall yeah. and out of this blue Krista who is another doctor said the magic words I don't know from where she said them them. Yeah. Neil there is nothing in the water you are between us you're in the boats just put your head trust us we'll get you to the day to the land i i can't i can't recall the, i can't say the words she said but they were impressive words it's like yeah. you know uh, so and he just put his head in the water and swam his last k to the beach so mm. that's that's what the team is i think mm-hmm. the team all excelled in different ways in different moments uh, i think all 25 people had their moments to say Yes, I was part of it. I gave myself uh, to this adventure, to this expedition. And this is what we still talk about. How So I met Neil a few times after this woman said, while it is not the ideal number to do an expedition, I think the ideal number is 10 maximum mm-hmm. when you're doing something like that or 14. But I can't say that any of the team was extra or just had one role. Uh, mm-hmm. So... It is incredible and uh, it's very hard when in the future I will do expeditions where maybe they're not local or sort of financial. Uh, and you can't take such a big team or a big expedition. It's hard to decide who to leave behind because they all get their best uh, out at the right time. So it is, mm-hmm. it is amazing. And yeah. I always say we all volunteer. So yeah. Then to just all get together and focus on one thing—it's un- unbelievable for
1: me. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, what's your? Can you compare and contrast your experience professionally with putting a team together versus your volunteer team for something like this?
0: Yeah, it, it is definitely—you uh, know—when you're a CEO of a company and you have twenty-five people, and you say something, and they do it, it's different than twenty-five people who are voluntary. Mm-hmm. You know, when I ask for a passport, it might take three weeks. I have to send 10 reminders. You have to be <laughs> calm and, uh, you know, can you give me a copy of your passport? Oh, yeah, yeah we're doing. Yes, I forgot. You <laughs> have to be calm and, you know, keep them motivated over the time. And sorry, I forgot we had a call today. Yeah, but you have to accept it. You know, people have their own business to run. They have things to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And COVID doesn't help. And oh, even gosh. to meet around... So everything is done on Zoom calls at the evening after a long day at work. You have kids running over yep. the Zoom calls. Yep. So, <laughs> so it is. It is. It is definitely a journey. A journey of you know planning something, uh, choosing the right people, and uh, and making them feel part of it. And that's mm-hmm. what I believe as a in principle. That is what you need to get out and sort of. And on the day, anything I requested uh, on the VHF, I was like for 52 hours attached to a radio, guy <laughs> supporting or someone I need something or etc. or plan for this etc. In in few seconds you see everyone yeah. at any time of the day or night you see everyone sort of all coming together as needed and it's incredible. So hats off to them and. Uh, I think I have the biggest respect to everyone for what they I think Neil, Neil in the last briefing before he started, he said, we're going to war, this is war, this is a different war, this is a war with time with, With uh, and I'm asking you to join in my war and everyone got his game, fantastic huh. it's unbelievable so yeah. uh, it's it is definitely, it's part of me, which I, I appreciate a lot from what everyone brought together. Um, it's, it is, and uh, it's a different from a professional life when everyone is bound to come and give their life. But Sometimes I think when you're on a voluntary, you're more dedicated and Yeah. Know, if anything. So.
1: Your heart is in it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah were there any um well I guess first of all were you able to catch any rest or were you up for a whole 52 hours? <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
0: <laughs> no I I, I got one full two hours which I, I slept them um, solid eh? was like <laughs> and on the second night I took uh, two power naps on the rib which were also quite solid fortunately, but from my offshore experience, you always get used to sleeping when it's needed and when everything is calm, but you have one ear and eye open to yeah. the VHF to make sure everything is right. But I'm used to it, so for me, it wasn't that tough. And then I was going to plan to sleep another two hours during the last day when things will look calm, but a long discussion with David on the last final measurements and kept me awake and uh, yeah. so but it's fun it's 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 not a problem once it's all finished then you come home and rest so the yeah. same thing when you ask, um does one navigator is enough the same thing David had power naps when he yeah. needed when he could and the rest he was awake and we were plotting and discussing that um, so yeah uh, that's why you need certain uh, key people who can do what what is needed so
1: yeah were there um, any tense moments <laughs>
0: um second night definitely uh before we went we went into the second night we decided to increase more people on the rib uh instead of having the normal three we were six so we doubled wow. up everything Um uh, it was crucial. We knew how intense it was and we really needed to uh, keep Neil in the right place. And, uh, and so that was a good call to do. Uh, and, and yeah, th- there are different tense moments. I think we're not discussing them as much today because it was a successful story. But as, as a sort of... I had this chat with David after, we're not being asked a lot of questions Mm -hmm. and we're not having a tough debrief, it's because everything went to plan, if not, trust me, Mm -hmm. the team, the media, the people, if, why did you decide this, why did you decide this as plan B, Uh, why did you start that, a lot of questions, why you took uh, an extended increase the swim by an extra 10k. Because actually he swam 135k. So uh, mm-hmm. while so a lot of a lot of questions would have been asked. But uh, and I guess I had to answer all of them if, if it would have been needed, but thank God everyone is happy and Neil is happy. Uh, I guess he's in Ibiza, resting a bit, so okay. I guess uh, <laughs> once he's on his back uh, we will be discussing. To do next. Uh, oh goodness!
1: <laughs> that's at least to give you. How long does it take you? So he gives. He plants the seed of the idea. How long does it take you to come around to <laughs> to accepting uh, that that's the next challenge?
0: To, to be honest, he has a five-year calendar what he wants to do. Oh wow! And, uh, so and some of them are hmm, quite <laughs> okay, quite challenging. But uh, let's see uh, what's, what what. He wants to do next after after this uh, definitely is 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 definitely uh, it's not the last thing we heard about Neil and uh, his adventures so
1: that's amazing that's amazing um gosh what a what a I, I'm so appreciative of your openness and willingness to share with us Gordon it's just it's a, I love hearing I love hearing your story your side of the story and your background and everything I've so grateful for this time.
0: You're welcome.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else we should cover before we. Anything else you want to share about the experience? <laughs> uh, Did you have any other? No, I any... Guess
0: Go ahead. I think, I think we summed quite a lot of it. So uh, it's a pity we didn't do Tunisia to Sicily. I think it would have been oh. definitely. An epic swim, definitely uh, much more in a way uh, uh, it will have brought different challenges on the theme, and it's a pity because we train, we really planned well for it. Mm-hmm. so but it doesn't mean it won't happen one day or another, so everything will be saved on the file and ready to go if needed. but So there is a bit uh, from my end of six months planning it. Definitely, there's a bit of a uh, funny taste down here in my my throat. So and and because, but once again, just being part of the team and uh, it's an honor for us that Neil trusts us. Uh, Neil always says uh, my, I have my I might have the sometimes easiest job to just put one hand in of the other one and the rest is you know you need to always solve the problem that comes up with so mm-hmm. uh, and this is what and sort of I guess all the teams which I heard on your podcast and all your students um, and so me there's a good thing behind them to just focus on what they're doing because if you get the doubts or you've been asked questions what you want to do uh, we try to avoid to ask him what you want to do we have mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. just do it for him and focus on his next uh, stroke yep. so yeah uh, so that's it from i guess from my end uh, so. <laughs>
1: I think I, I thought of one, one other, one last thing, I guess. So I, for, I think it's interesting. It's important to point out what you were just kind of describing there with the role Neil has is, is just a swim. And I mean, I was experiencing this just the other day with going into, I mean, my swim was only like 26 miles and 15 hours, but, <laughs> but there's this surrender that you have to do as a swimmer to your crew and to have people that you trust. And like, like you said, it's an honor to support Neil, but for him and uh, that he trusts you, I think that that's, really important thing I think for some swimmers it's hard to let go and it can be hard for them to surrender and that can limit them so I just wanted to point that out (laughs) I
0: I I think and to be honest Neil as a swimmer is an easy person to sort of Mm. plan a swim with because because the way he is in nature the way he trusts the team the key players the way he sort of uh, it makes it easier there isn't all that sort of hard, deep discussions of, you know, uh, a swimmer wants A and the team thinks B is better. So you know, I'm not, I'm, I I guess uh, you understand what I mean, where sometimes there is a lot of you know, discussion. So um, I think we, it was quite easy to plan a swim uh, with me. And um, I, I feel it's, in a way, it's it's, it's quite easy uh, i guess some people if you have uh, quite many um, maybe uh, tough characters or people who want to do everything themselves and mm-hmm. the chat that might feel difficult to plan something but uh in uh, for me i think it was always a pleasure uh, we had a routine tuesday at three o'clock to have a call so mm-hmm. that was for six months it was our date on a zoom call so and um, I used to uh, tell him what I, what I succeeded during the week, if it was mm-hmm. something basic, if it was something complicated, uh, he would give sort of his input on things he really wants him, the way he wants them himself. And it, uh, it was sort of, uh, once again, I usually say no, and then after... <laughs> few attempts and uh, he putting it uh, I surrender and say okay I make it happen so (laughs) but uh, by the end uh, I guess uh, we managed to give him the best possibility to have what he wanted and I think that's that's the best thing you can do
1: yeah. Well, and that I mean, and you all—you all get to be part of that and carry that with you. Yes, kind of it's a, its a, its an amazing
0: chapter in our life. So you know, it's—it's it's an honor to you know, I—I I believe our life is all chapters, and we—we uh, we managed to write an amazing chapter.
1: So, yes. Yeah. And what a book you must have to write there, Gordon. I can't <laughs> wait till it comes out. <laughs>
0: We still have have a couple of chapters to go. uh, Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, uh, so uh, definitely it's all there. Yeah. And when your autobiography comes
1: up, you just open the file for each project and you. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. And say, okay, this is what we're going to write in this chapter.
1: Yep. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) I can see it all in my computer system. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What a, what a gift to talk to you. Thank you so much, Gordon. I really appreciate your You're time welcome. today. I'm sorry about my camera not working. I really wish I could no you could see me, but I'm just just really enjoying um, looking at you and hearing the story. So thank you so much and best of luck to your son and his no big swim. Thanks, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Good, I will, I will pass on your message. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Gordon. Perfect. Have a good one. Thanks for having me.
1: I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have you heard of the Intrepid Water Accountability Group? We'll support and encourage each other on a private chat platform, pursue monthly challenges both in the water and on land, and meet virtually once a month to dive deep on a topic. If you'd like to join a group of like-minded limit pushers from around the globe, join the Intrepid Water Accountability Group. Find out more at IntrepidWater.com.